following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Come on, Happy New Year, everybody! It's 2023! I still almost said it wrong. And I practiced it a lot because I was afraid I was going to say it wrong. Let me see a show of hands of those that actually made it to midnight last night. Wow. Aren't you glad we had an 11 a.m. service today? Yes, you are. Hey, look around. Isn't it amazing to see this place just jam-packed? Come on, God is up to some amazing things. He is... He's working, he's moving, and it is an honor to see you in church on New Year's Day. I can't think of a better place to be and a better way to start my year than in the house of the Lord with God's people, uh, setting the tone, yeah, and laying the foundation. I want to echo Cassidy's words and then my words again in the video, and I'm going to have some more words about 21 days of prayer and fasting Listen, we would love to see you here. This, this sets the tone. You know, the things that you do at the beginning and early on set the tone and the pace for how things end. And so we want to lay a foundation of prayer before we even really dive into 2023. January, we're just kind of getting our feet wet into 2023 and what it's going to look like. But we want to lay a foundation of prayer. And some of you are asking... I haven't actually heard it, but you're probably asking. Why did you change prayer from 6.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m.? And it's very simple. There's no, like, real spiritual thought behind it except for this. We want as many people that will join us in prayer at 6.30 to join us in prayer at 6.30. And so we're going to try it. We're going to see... We're going to see how many people we can have show up to church for 21 days and just pray and believe that God will do something amazing in your life, in your family's life, in our city, in our country, in our church. And we're going to pray and we're going to ask God and we're going to believe for 21 days. And I just have a feeling that some of you are going to see your, your prayers answered in ways that maybe you've never seen before. That God's going to speak to you. He's going to give you clarity. He's going to give you wisdom this year. Why? Because you've set the foundation and you set the tone this year with prayer. Don't forget Wednesday nights, midweek, just during prayer and prayer, 21 days of prayer only. Our midweek service will be at 6.30, so don't show up at 7.30. You can show up and wave as we're all leaving. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome. To, we'd love for you to be here at 6.30. Um, you can stay till 7.30 and sit in the parking lot if you want. If you get here, I don't know. We'll pray for you. It would be good to see you guys. And uh, what an honor it is to be in God's house today. And we're going to dive right into the Word of God this morning. And as we start a brand new year, man, this is it's fun to, to preach at the beginning of a new year because there's so many possibilities. But we... We start to look forward to everything that, that 2023 can bring, all the possibilities that are in store. And I want to bring, before we do that, I want to bring some encouragement to those of you that are just really glad that 2022 is over. 
Some of you, listen, yeah, let's, let's be realistic. Some of you are so glad that 2022 is over because it brought with it some, you know, unmet expectations. You had some ideas and some thoughts of, of the way that it should turn out, and it didn't go the way that you thought that it should go. And, and I want you to allow Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 to speak to you. And I want it to settle in your spirit as we dive into a new year. And here's what it would say. Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. And here's what I want you to understand. He says, see, I am doing a new thing. When is he doing a new thing? Right now. I'm not waiting till February. I'm not waiting till March. Now I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Can you see it? Can you sense it in your spirit that I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland? So if, if 2022 didn't bring you what you thought it should, I want that scripture to just settle in your spirit so that we won't dwell on what was not, but we're going to start moving towards what God has for us in 2023. And so I'm going to ask a question that we ask every single time. Every, every preacher across America is asking this question right now. I promise. In some form or fashion, he's asking this question. How many of you have already set some New Year's resolutions for 2023? Let me see you raise your hand. Come on, come on. This is participation. Some of y'all got to get goal-oriented. My Lord. <laughs> if you want 2023 to be different, you got to set some goals. But people, gyms all across the country, starting tomorrow, will be jam-packed. For those of you that are faithful to the gym, you're going to walk in, try to get to that elliptical machine, and there's going to be a line of 78 people for that elliptical machine. I didn't see you any last year. What are you doing? And you're going to say, praise the Lord. God, you're not going to get mad because it's a new year. You got mad in 2022. You're going to get glad in 2023. <laughs> But I got bad news for you if you've set a lot of resolutions. That by the, the end of January, studies show that 40% of you will be laying on the mat down for the count. And you will not get back up to continue those New Year's resolutions. 40% will not last. That's a lot of you in this room. And I, I know that is not encouraging on this New Year's. But let me encourage you a little bit more. That by Valentine's Day, 75% will not be keeping up with your New Year's resolutions. That's like from here over. Good luck. You guys are going to crush it. Y'all are going to do amazing. You guys, not so much. And you ever wonder why that is? Why New Year's resolutions fall to the mat so many times. I, I don't have a specific answer. I can't put my finger exactly on it. But I have a feeling that, that some of us might have what we call good intentions. Man, I got so many good intentions for 2023. It's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna eat less sugar. Really? I'm gonna go to the gym. Past January. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to be a better, better husband or a better wife or a better mom or a better 
Father. But my question is this. We've got, we've got good intentions, but do we have God intentions? And there's a really big difference here. See, see, many of us have really, really good intentions, some things that we want to accomplish. And, and today, I, I want to kind of move us beyond having good intentions to a place where we have God intentions. And I, and I really, really believe that, that the Spirit of God can and will speak to us today to show us some areas of our life that we need to move beyond good intentions and we need to start walking in God intentions. And this is the reason that so many resolutions fall flat because they're good intentions and they're not necessarily God intentions. And let me show you where it starts. And this is a principle that Cassidy and I are right in the middle of trying to, to teach our children. And I think that a lot of it starts with this. And the, the, the principle applies so strongly to you and I. And it's this idea. What if 2023 wasn't me-centered? What if it wasn't me-centered? But, but what instead if we had some God intentions that are, that are God-centered, that are God-oriented, the, these ideas and these dreams and these things that, that God birthed something on the inside of you. And here's what I'm going to tell you is the success rate of God intentions versus good intentions are so much greater. When God births something on the inside of you, he lights a fire under your feet that you just happen to say that I'm not going to stop until this gets accomplished. It's not fleeting. It doesn't come and go. But when God sets a passion inside of you, and I just believe that in 2023, God is going to ignite some of your spirits in ways that you haven't been ignited in a long time. And you're going to accomplish some things that God sets in your spirit. So what I want to do with the, the rest of our time together today, I want to ask you a few questions. And I think that these questions, through these questions, I, I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to begin to speak to some of your hearts. And that the Lord is going to begin to birth some things in your spirit that will allow this year to be different than last year, this year to be different than 2021 or, or 2020, to a place that, that when July rolls around, that you're still pursuing all these God intentions that he's birthed in you. Instead of 75% falling away by February, my goal is, and I believe the Holy Spirit is behind me and helping me, and he's going to speak to you that by, by the time that February rolls around, what if 75% of you were still pursuing everything that God had placed in your heart? I think we can turn the tables with the help and the grace of God. Maybe these are questions that you don't find the answer to today. Maybe these are questions that through our 21 days of prayer and fasting that you begin to ask yourself and you begin to pray over and you begin to think about and you begin to find scriptures that, that match up to what God is laying in your heart. And by the end of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, you have got a, you've got a vision for 2023. You've got a hold of something in your spirit that will lead you 
through the finish line of this year. And so here's the first question that I want to help you uh, move towards God intentions instead of our own good intentions. And the question is this, what do you desire from the Lord this year? Have you stopped to think about this? Or have you walked into 2023 willy-nilly, not really putting much time into it? Let me ask it this way. If the Lord told you, hey, I will answer this one prayer without question, what would that prayer be? What would it be that you would want from the Lord? You see, David would ask a lot of questions throughout the pages of Scripture. Psalm 27, he says, this one thing I ask of the Lord... This only do I seek. He says, above all else, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of my days, all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. He says, if I could have one thing, if the Lord would answer one thing for me, it's that I want to be in his presence that I don't want to be separated from his presence. I need his goodness. I need to know that he's always with me. If there's one thing, see, I need him in the good times, and I need him in the bad times. Above all else, he says, I desire to be in the house and the presence of God. Wow, what what a thing to desire, to be in the presence of God. What, What one thing do you desire of God this year. Perhaps many of you are at a place in your life where you say, you know, there's people in my life that are so far from you, Lord. What if, what if your one desire was, Lord, use me this year to help bring them into relationship with you? What if that was the driving force of all of your prayer this year. Lord, help me bring so-and-so closer to you this year. Maybe there's an addiction or a stronghold hindering you in your relationship with the Lord. And maybe you're tempted to say, well, this, this I, I don't know if, if this is a New Year's resolution, but, but what if it moved beyond a New Year's resolution and it moved to a, a burden from the Lord that I'm no longer going to let this one thing stand in my way from drawing closer to the Lord this year and fully pursuing Him with everything that I have? What if, what if your one thing, maybe you... You look at your marriage, and you know that it's, it's not where God wants it to be. What if that was the driving force of your prayer this year? That it wasn't just through January, and things begin to get a little bit better. The fights aren't so long, they're not so loud. And you, no, but, but what if through January and February and March and April, what if you just continued to pray for your marriage and your, your relationship with your spouse so that God would do something? Um, what is one thing that you desire of the Lord this year? See, sometimes we bite off more than we can chew. And we start asking all of these things, and by the time February gets here, you don't even remember what you've asked for. But what if you narrowed it down to one thing and say, Lord, this is for 2023. This is going to be the driving force behind all of my prayers this year. What is one thing that you desire of the Lord? Maybe for some of us in the room today, 
you're not married and all your friends are getting married and you're frustrated because she just married the guy that you wanted to marry. <laughs> Maybe the one thing for you this year, listen, let's talk for a second, is God, I, I need you to be enough. I need, I, I just, I need to be satisfied with who you are in my life until that day comes. Lord, you are all that I need. Maybe that's the driving force behind your prayer. Instead of saying, Lord, bring me somebody, anybody, anybody, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord, anybody. <laughs> and I'm not making light of it, not at all. But what if it was, Lord, you are everything that I need. Isn't it amazing when your posture moves from me to you that God begins to open doors in ways that you've never seen before? It's the way that he works. What one thing do you desire from the Lord in 2023? Let me ask you a second question, and it's this. When it comes to your spiritual life, when it comes to your relationship with God, what is one thing that you lack? What's missing? Mark chapter 10, there's an interesting story of a rich man who would encounter Jesus and he would, he would begin this conversation and he says, listen, what do, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? You're familiar with the story. And Jesus says, well, you need to obey the commands. And the, the man very proudly says, check, check that box, check that box. Yep, got it, got it, got it, got it. And Jesus, in a way that only Jesus can do, I love the way that Jesus does what he does. He looks through this outward obedience, and he looks right into the man's heart. Just, yeah, I see, I see all the boxes that you checked, and that's neat, and that's great, and I'm proud of you, congratulations, but, but let me just get to what really, really, let me get to what matters here. He saw a problem that this man didn't even know he had. And so Jesus says something to him that he didn't say to anybody else. Mark chapter 10, verse 21, Jesus looks at him and he says, what? Jesus looked at him and loved him. I want you to catch that today. The way that Jesus talks to us, he loves you even if he has to talk to you in a difficult manner. Even if he's got to have a difficult conversation with you, he's saying it in love. He's not out to get you. No, no, no. He loves you because he wants what's best for you. Jesus looked at him and loved him. And he says, the thing that you lack is to go sell everything that you have. And give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. And then come follow me. If there's one thing that's standing in your way of, of completely following Jesus, and for this, this guy, his thing was material possessions and the desire for security from his wealth. And Jesus said that there's, there's this thing that's in the way. And if you sell it, if you get rid of it, you can fully follow me, but that is getting in the way of you giving everything that you have heart-wise to following me. Verse 22, the Bible says that this, the man's face fell and he went away sad because he had great wealth. Think about this for a second. I want somebody in the house to catch this. Maybe somebody watching online, maybe this is for you. 
But Jesus specifically showed the man the thing that he lacked. And the man, knowing what he lacked, was still unwilling to do the thing that would have benefited him spiritually. How many of us in the room know the area that we lack and the Lord has has shown us and spoken to our spirits and let us know what that area is, but we're still unwilling to do the thing that would move us closer to him because we're, we're just, ooh, I don't know if I can. There's some of us in the room today who over... Over the years, God has shown you the thing that you need. He's shown you the thing that is lacking in your life, but you just have yet to be obedient to what he's asked you to do. And he's trying to tell you, listen, I'm doing a new thing. This is a, a new year. I believe, listen, I believe with all of my heart that if you will be obedient to the call of the Lord and the commands of the Lord that you're going to see God open up windows in ways that you've not seen before. But when you, listen, here, here, when we think we know what's best, God says, go for it. Get after it, son. You, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, okay. Just, and when you're done playing, you come back, and I'll be right here. And he's always, guess what? He's always right there. Always. Some of us in the room have been struggling with the tithe. Come on, let's let's be real. Can we talk about tough stuff sometimes? We struggle. Lord, I give you my first, my best, and I trust you to to bless the rest, Lord. And, And you fought it, and you fought it, and you fought it. Maybe that's the one thing for you. Maybe that's the thing that the Lord is telling you. Will you just trust me with everything that you have? And when you trust me, it's a heart issue. I don't want your money. I'm the one that gave it to you in the first place. I want your heart. And he's asking, will 2023 be the year that you fully trust me? What's the one thing that's in the way of you moving closer to God? Here's the third thing. I got to move quickly. Y'all got to get to restaurant. I don't know where you got to (laughs) get. In 2023, what's the thing that you need to let go of? What do you need to let go of in 2023? What's the thing that you continue to grab a hold of with all of your might? And it's that thing that's holding you back because you won't let go. God's got dreams and gifts and purpose ahead of you, but you won't let go of this thing. And because you won't let go, you can't get where God wants you to go. What is the thing that you need to let go of? And it comes in all different forms and shapes and sizes. 
the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, very uh, powerful chapter in Philippians chapter 3, he's talking about uh, how he wanted to know Christ, like to really, really know him, not on a superficial level, but in a, in a deep and an intimate way. And he says in verse 13, he says, brothers, I don't consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on to the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So what did Paul have to let go of? What, what did he have to let go of? We don't know exactly what it is that he's talking about, but, but we have a good idea. He was the, the guy that personally said that Stephen should be stoned. The first Christian martyr, maybe, maybe he needed to let go of that. Something that he had done. He was a guy that persecuted the church. Maybe that's what he needed to let go of. It could have been the pain that he experienced suffering for Christ. There's so many different things that we hold on to. I mean, here, here's a guy who, who five times was whipped, each time with 40 lashes across his back. Maybe that's the thing that he needed to let go of. Shipwrecked three times. Stoned with rocks. Maybe, maybe those were the things that, that he needed to let go of. Holding on to some things that would never allow him to move forward. Some things that had happened to him or some things that he had done. Those are the things that if we will not let go of, will keep us in 2022 and won't let us walk into things that God has for us in 2023. And there's some of us, listen, that the reason that you're not moving forward to where God wants you to be is because you're still holding on to something that you did or something that happened to you. Maybe this is the year that you let it go. Maybe this is the year that God is calling you to release it and to walk into everything that the Lord has in store for you. He's trying to do a new thing, but you won't be able to step into the new things if all you can dwell on is the old thing. Some of us failed. We made some decisions Maybe business decisions or family decisions or whatever that looks like financially and you're holding on to it and you're internalizing it. You've wrongly believed that you're a failure because of something that you did or a mistake that you made. Can I tell you that does not define who God wants you to be in your future. Stop holding on to it. What do you need to let go of? I hasten to a close. I pray that this, this final one will speak to your spirits, that the Lord will just begin to, to whisper to you, to gently share with you his heart for you. And here's what I want to ask you. What, what promise do you need to claim in 2023? The Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 16, David was just a young man when he was anointed by Samuel to be the next king over Israel. Samuel came, you, you know the story. He, he comes and he's looking at all of Jesse's sons. Uh, no, 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 next, handsome, but no, 
not talented, talented, but not, uh, well, mm, mm, not, but do you have any more? Like this, I just, well, well, yeah, yes, sir, we do. I mean, there's the, the runt that's tending the sheep. Well, okay, yeah, go, go get him. Let me, let me just, let me just see. So here comes the runt, David, taking care of the sheep. Surely it's not going to be, don't go, don't, this, there's no even, we don't need to, go, trust me, if you knew David, there's a reason he's out with the sheep. He says, no, 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 <laughs> go get David. And the Lord essentially is saying, listen, I don't look at what everybody else looks at. No, 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 I see, I see something on the inside of people, that, that's what I'm looking at, I'm looking at the heart, and guess what? This little runt that you say, he's going to be the next king. He's going to be your next king. See, and there was a promise that God gave in that season. So many of us have had promises. You, you believe that God has given you a word or he's placed something in your spirit, a vision for your future or your family or your children or your business, and it's not coming about. And you're asking God, where are you? And this is exactly what happened to David. He was in the same boat. As soon as he was anointed to be the next king over Israel, it seemed like every time he would take one step forward, he would take a hundred back. That he couldn't gain momentum in his life. Every time there would be a victory, there would be a Saul coming behind him, trying to run him down and destroy him. He would move forward only to go backwards. And the whole time, he could have been thinking to himself, God, I don't see it. Nice try, God. I, I, know, I know what you've said, but, but you've said it, and what you've said isn't coming to fruition in my life. Lord, it's been a long time. I'm tired of running. I'm exhausted of holding on to the promise that you've told. I just don't see it. There was one particular time when he's running from Saul who was trying to kill him, which, by the way, that's not a good place to be in. The current king is trying to kill you. So he decided to go hide among the Philistines, which he thought was a good idea. And then he, he doubles down and he, he makes another goofy decision on top of that. And, and then basically, here, here's where he gets. He gets to this point where he's saying, listen, there's so much that I don't know right now. There's so many questions that I can't answer. There's so many details that are not going the way that I thought they should go and then watch what he says. I love this. Psalm 56. He says, but this I know, that God is on my side. The enemies are coming after me. I don't know the details of what it's going to look like, but I know that God has given me a promise, and God is on my side. Come on, I don't know about you, but that fires me up to know that the God of the universe has my back. Y'all got me fired up on the new year. Here we go. Woo! I don't know what's coming next. I don't know how it's going to unfold, but I know that God is on my side. And he says, I praise God for what he has promised. Come on, I wonder if there's anybody in the room that right now can stand to your feet and can praise God for what he's promised. Come on, can anybody stand to your feet? That's okay. And praise God for the things that he's promised. 
Maybe you haven't seen it come to pass in your life. I wonder if you can just begin to praise him and tell him thank you for the things that he has promised you. Come on, I know you don't know the details of what it looks like. I know you don't know how it's going to work out. But as we start a new year, I think it's okay to start it off praising him for the things that he's dropped in your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, what a way to start a new year. What a way to start a new year. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on, as you remain standing, we're closing our time out together today. But I just believe that God, he's going to give some of you a promise. Maybe it's through our 21 days of prayer coming up that you're going to be praying about some things and God is going to give you a promise. And you're going to hold on to that promise. And that promise is going to sustain you like food to your body. That promise is going to sustain your spirit even when you don't know how it's going to happen. When you have more questions than you have answers, his promise will be what sustains you. It's the promises of God that will carry you when you're too weak to go on. It's the hope that what he's shown you and told you that will carry you when you don't have the energy to keep going. When you don't think you can pray that prayer one more time. You Come on, you hold on to that promise. There's going to be some other things that you need to let go of, but it's not the promises of God. Grab a hold of the promises. Here we go. Let go of the old stuff. Grab a hold of the promise and move on. Let go. Grab a hold and move on. Woo! I told you you got me fired up in 2023. Come on, I feel, I feel in the house right now. I don't do this often, but I feel... I feel the Lord is dropping some things into your spirit right now. Some things that you've been praying about for a long time. God is giving you some direction right now. I don't know who you are. I don't know how many of you there are. But I feel it in my spirit right now that there's, there's some people in the room that have been praying some prayers. And you're not sure that they were ever going to get answered. But God is answering your question right now. He's giving you direction right now. He's giving you peace right now as we start a new year. And it's gonna be this promise that you hold on to. Some of you are gonna look back to a moment right now and say this is on January 1st, 2023. God dropped something into my spirit and it was the thing that I held on to. I don't know, maybe it's a week, maybe it's two years, maybe it's five years. But it's the thing that sustained me. It's the thing that fed my soul. It's the thing that allowed me to keep going. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, right now, God, I thank you for a church that loves you. That on a holiday, on New Year's Day, we would have a jam-packed house, not because of the worship or the word, but because they love you. They want to be in your house. They want to grow in your word, and they want to grow closer to you. Lord, I honor, I honor the people of this church today. God, and I know that you honor people that show up for you, that you honor consistency, that there's, there's a power in showing up 
And God, I know this year there's going to be a lot of things that we need to let go of, but Lord, I pray right now that you would deposit those promises into our spirit. Maybe there's some prayers that we've been praying that we've not had confirmation on. God, I pray that you would give that confirmation right now. Maybe it's healing. Maybe people have been battling sickness and they can't shake it and the doctors don't know the answer. Woo! Maybe it's a wayward child today. Maybe it's a marriage that has been on the rocks for a long time. And this is the year where there's healing and there's restoration. Maybe couples are wondering if we should even, even continue. Maybe today is the day where you drop a promise in their heart and in their life to let them know that this is the year where things turn around. Lord, have your way. Lord, we say have your way this year. Have your way. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Hey, one more time, come on. Can you praise him for his promises today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you. We honor you. We magnify your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. Come on, I think as you leave today, why don't you clap your way all the way to your car today and just thank him for the promises that he's made to you. God bless you. Thank you for being in church. We'll see you at 21 Days of Prayer tomorrow night. 